Shame you can't take that dreamy boss of yours. Sorry, babe. Kennedy's into the cat bowl again. Gotta go. You're surrounded by men on the farm. Tessa's mother had insisted in the most recent of their weekly phone calls. Can't one of them take you? The guys on the farm report to me, Mum. I can hardly ask them to go to a wedding with me, can I? She countered. Oh, such a shame. I had thought that now you and Ash were going to be living so close. I'll be working three hours' drive away from... Tess began. I always thought you'd missed your chance there. Her mother had continued blithely. But I suppose it's too late now. She's younger, is she? Ash's fiancé? They always are. You're going to have to get used to that from now on. Jeez, Mum, anyone would think I was pushing a hundred. I'm not saying that thirty is old, her mother had added quickly. Just wait till you're my age and single, then you'll have problems. I don't have a problem. I'm perfectly happy the way I am. Of course you are, dear. Her mother had lowered her voice. Just, well, I don't think you should go to Ash's wedding alone. Ash is my friend, Mum. I'm not going to miss his wedding just because I don't have a date. And besides, the wedding's on the farm. I've been wanting to see that station for years. Now I've got this next job coming up, it'll be interesting to see what direction they're taking. Oh, Tess. Trust you to make it all about work. Do you ever stop? A wedding is supposed to be a time of joy. Elaine had paused. For most people there, I mean. Twiddling the end of her sun-bleached plait, Tess studied the bone-dry hills above the gum trees. Whatever the rights and wrongs of her being here, it was too late now. She might as well do what she said she was going to do and make the most of the opportunity to look around Glencarn Station. Ash's family farm was pretty much the gold standard in these parts. No gimmicks, no added value, no frills. Just the basics, wool and beef, done well. She admired that. It was a different sort of risk, requiring a different sort of courage. Mind you, the Fergusons had only themselves to please. How easy it would be to run a farm without a board of directors to report to. She extended her foot poking at the grass beneath the chair in front of her with the pointed toe of her high-heeled sandal. The root structure looked good. Did they have so much water here that they could afford to use it on the lawn? Sensing more attention from the guy in the opposite row, Tess realised the split in her skirt had done just that. She leaned forward, tugging the slippery satin back over her thigh. Tucking the two halves of the skirt firmly between her knees, she tried to look unflustered. Bloody hell. She'd lost the front of the thing again. This dress really wasn't designed for sitting down in. Behind her, the music started at last. Trying not to flash either leg or bra, she got to her feet as Ash's bride made her way up the aisle. Out of nowhere, Tess felt a lump rise in her throat. It was the first time she'd seen Callie soon-to-be Ferguson. The girl Ash had fallen for was beautiful in all the right ways. Her attention locked on the man waiting for her at the top of the aisle, her lovely eyes glowing with warmth and trust. No wonder Ash was smiling. Tess dabbed quickly at her own eyes, full of joy for both of them. It was a big ask, but Caddy looked like she deserved him. The ceremony was short, as modest and natural as the two people at the centre of it. Within five minutes it was over. As the wedding party helicoptered off into the hills for photographs, Tess picked her way back to the ute with a final sniff. Hopefully she had a tissue in the cab somewhere. Luckily, given the shoes she was wearing, 
she'd arrived early enough to score a park up by the homestead. Somebody had parked an Aston Martin way too close to her, though. She'd be lucky if she could squeeze in there and open the door. Tess paused behind the row of cars, sizing up her entry options. You need a lift down? Came a voice from behind her. Oh, she turned around to see her neighbour from across the aisle, a set of car keys in his hand, a smile on his face. Tess frowned. His voice, flat and gravelly, with an edge of private school, didn't quite go with the rest of him. Slick black dinner jacket, crisp white shirt open at his muscular tan neck, and fitting very nicely, thank you. Uh, no thanks, I'm okay, she replied. He had player stamped over him so thoroughly that she wouldn't be surprised to find it on the label of his shirt. Unwilling to attempt to get her dress into the Hilux in front of an audience, she stood waiting for him to leave. He grinned, his eyes...